Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, we're a good match. Got an email here from a viewer, and I've been coaching this guy for, I guess it's almost a year now. He's a uh, psychologist, couples therapist, what he does for a living. And when I first started coaching him, he was in the process of ending, or I should say considering ending his marriage of several decades, and he has kids obviously with with his first wife. You can imagine somebody that does this stuff professionally for a living. It's like what they go through the story. They tell themselves, hey, I'm supposed to be a couples therapist. I'm supposed to know stuff, but yet I'm divorcing my wife. His problem was he was never really crazy head over heels in love with his wife. He's a great communicator because obviously that's what he does for a living. But over the past year, I think I've answered – at least there's seven different emails that I've answered in previous video newsletters and on the article on my website, I'll have links to those so you can actually kind of go and, and see his process. So he's been dating this woman for about six months and the biggest thing for him is just overcoming those neurotic, needy tendencies to reach out, to overpursue, because he is a therapist to in essence turn his girlfriend and treat start treating her like his mommy or his therapist when – He's having a difficult day or he wants to call and, and chit-chat and he's done that on, on a couple of occasions and he can see literally in her body language and her physiology, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it when he's acting weak. She doesn't like it when he's being uncentered. So it's just amazing. I'm so happy for this guy because not only does it change his life but it changes the life of the woman who he's involved with and all of these people because he also teaches this stuff and he travels around the world doing seminars and teaching people these things. So he's got what he, he knows, all of his knowledge from the fact that he's a, a therapist and then taking all the things that he's learning from me and it just makes him much better and more effective at his job and he's able to impact a lot of people's lives in that way. And so his business is doing really well. He's just you – know, everything's going great in his life. You know, A year ago, he was in a really bad place. And now he's got this woman who he's crazy about and who feels the same way about him. This is the first time he's ever experienced this kind of deep love for somebody in his life. And what's nice is that she really compliments him. What areas that she tends to be strong because he tends to be very touchy-feely, talk about your feelings because he's a therapist. And the woman he's involved with tends to be not needing those kinds of things so much. She doesn't tend to focus on emotions or being be very emotional like a lot of – I'd say most women that are in their feminine essence tend to be. And so it's a good it, it's a good balance here and it's like as I read through these things, you can see what really draws people together because you have a lot of things in common. Obviously, you like a lot of common interests but also areas that he may be a little weak in, she tends to be strong in and vice versa. She tends to be very organized and clean and he just tends to basically kind of be – a slob and so it's just interesting you can see through some of the emails that I've answered these things t- have come up since they've been seeing one another it's just getting to a place where you feel comfortable being yourself and saying hey this is who I am I'm not going to become a neat freak when I've always been a slob and you know, I like to leave dirty dishes in the sink or whatever it happens to be it's really learning to live and honor your own personal truth as well as the other person doing the same thing in relationship and not trying to change each other or mold each other into what you think they should be but actually loving the things that you have in common but also appreciating the differences. So I have a quote that I wrote and then I'm going to go through his latest email. 
And the quote says, what makes people a good match for you? Smart and successful people are very careful about who they allow into their inner circle as friends, lovers, clients, family, business associates, etc. The best kind of people to have in your life are people whose strengths complement your weaknesses. Everyone has days where they feel down, defeated, and like they simply got the hell beat out of them. By having only high quality people in your life and in your inner circle, they will pick you up when you're feeling down and always see and want the best for you. Good communication is the key to any kind of healthy long-term relationship. The right peer group will support, nurture, encourage, and help you reach your full potential. The wrong peer group will cause your life to be full of drama, heartache, difficulty, frustration, challenges, and cause you to question if life really is worth living. That's definitely something to think about. I read this book probably 15 years ago, whatever it was. I don't even remember what book it was, but it basically said – it was like one of these books. It's really short, really thin, maybe 50 or 100 pages. It's just got like these life wisdom quotes. And One of the things that stood out is it said, choose very carefully the person who you choose to spend your life with because 95% of your happiness or your misery is going to come from that one decision. Case in point. So he says, Dear Corey, it's me again. Here's a quick update. I'm still sorting my life after the breakup. My ex is still hurting and not really making things easy. We have to agree about some financial stuff, but my my job is basically going great because you're fucking awesome. That's why. And you're focused on your mission, your purpose. You're doing – you're totally in your masculine and that's why your business is booming. You're doing all the right things. You're focused – on what you need to be focused on as a man. <clears throat> With my new girlfriend Jessica, the one that – and obviously Jessica is not her name. The one that was single most of her life, we are now five months down the road. I'm still crazy about her. What's so exciting to me is that this is the first time in his life he's experienced it. He's experienced being in a relationship with somebody he's crazy about and who feels the same way about him. And it's like the things that we you – know, you can see from the previous emails, things he was dealing with at the beginning. Not so much now but he still deals with it. But in the beginning, it's just all those fears, all those doubts, all those insecurities. I'm not good enough. She's going to leave me. And you want to do things. You think you got to do more because you really like this girl. But he just backed off, followed the principles that I taught in my book, textbook and he's really happy now. He says, sometimes I don't know why exactly but I enjoy spending time with her so much and I adore her body. She is not the type that talks about emotions a lot or sends me a lot of romantic texts. I have to judge her by her actions but here I can't complain. She goes out of her way to fulfill wishes for me. We plan summer holidays and she gives me presents. Still, and the fact that she's buying him gifts and things, she's, she's very successful, has a great career, makes good money. This tells me she's a giver. This is a good thing. This is a woman who will spend her money buying things for you because she cares. It's not that they've got to buy things but it's just like, hey, I saw a nice pair of pants and I picked them out just because I thought you'd look good. And I'm not, I mean cool shit like that. Who doesn't like getting gifts? Hey, you know what? I'm taking you to dinner Friday night just because you always pay for everything and just the fact that a woman's willing to do it. Hey, you know what? Let me let me get these drinks because you always buy dinner, so let me get the drinks beforehand. Just little things like that. It means a lot. And the longer you're with somebody, 
when you're with somebody that's a giver, that's really super important. They tend to be more affectionate, more touchy-feely. But you notice that you know, she tends to not be very – not a very emotional type of woman. She in a lot of ways kind of acts like a dude. But he tends to be more emotional in touch with his feelings because that's what he does for a living. He gets paid to do that and he gets paid to teach other people how, how to do that. So he's going to have the tendency to want to communicate and, and oftentimes he'll actually make himself – look not masculine by the way he's behaved and he gets instant feedback from her because she doesn't like it and you can see that in some of the other uh, emails that I, I've done and I've answered and, and I had – since he sent me this email, he since has sent me another one and one of the things that he pointed out was that he's still doing 80 percent of the calling, texting and pursuing and you know, even though he's basically at this point six months down the road that they've been in a relationship and what I told him that he needed to do was to start slowly backing off over the next two to three weeks to the point where she's doing 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. Because part of the problem is things are kind of at the same level but he wants to spend more time with her. And I said well, that's part of the problem. She's not – doesn't have time and space away from you to wonder about you, to miss you and want to be with you more frequently. So what I told him to do is to start dialing his pursuing down to the point where she's basically doing 100 percent of it because I mean think about it. If she's calling you and texting you a couple of times a day, there's really no reason for you to reach out to her because feminine energy is all about bonding, connecting, opening up to receive love and that's why women naturally, instinctively are going to – it's not a game of manipulation. It's just if you give the woman the space and the time to do that and she feels safe and comfortable with you and her attraction level is real high like I talk about in the book. She's naturally going to be – all women are naturally inclined to do these things and so they're just naturally going to call and text you and pursue you more just because that's the nature of feminine energy. He says, still, we have a great connection and we enjoy the sex. She says she is sold on me. The only thing that bothers me is our different attachment styles. Obviously, I have a lot of stress in my life but she does too. When she's stressed out, she needs to retreat to her cave and needs time on her own to recover. Now, she's a very successful woman. She's an alpha female. She can be very feminine and very sexy but because she you know, competes in the man's world, if you will, when it comes to business or successful in her career, any woman who has success in her career has to become comfortable also being in her masculine because men and women both have masculine and feminine energy. It's just in most cases, women tend to have a more natural dominant feminine essence and men tend to have a more natural dominant masculine essence. And that's important in a sexual relationship that you maintain that polarity because if both people are showing up and basically acting like dudes, both of them are going to get turned off or at least the guy – if the woman's acting more like a dude and not letting the guy be the leader, the guy's eventually going to lose sexual polarity and interest and his woman because she's always trying to control and lead the relationship. But like I say, it's interesting that she retreats to her cave to figure things out unlike most women who – most women talk about their problems and that's how they come up with a solution. Whereas her, she's comfortable being in her masculine and she needs time just like a guy would to figure things out. Women who are very successful in their careers or are entrepreneurs – they tend to be very comfortable moving into their masculine energy and not a lot of women can move into their masculine energy and then move back into their feminine when they go home at night. 
Case in point, Hillary Clinton is one I've, an example I've used in the past where she tends to act masculine all the time. Her hair's short. She's dressed more androgynous. I mean it's like yeah, I'm not going to go into that relationship that she has but that's a woman that most people know that you can observe. You can look at her body language. You can look at her physiology. She Mostly she's acting like a dude. The way she stands, the way she walks, even though she wears makeup and earrings and stuff like that, she still tends to act more masculine. You look at somebody like an Eva Longoria, very successful entrepreneur, gorgeous actress. And even when she's driven and focused and motivated and she's in her masculine, she doesn't lose that feminine sex appeal. And those are two very well-known people that you can look and you can see. I would say that this, this guy's girlfriend is more like the Eva Longoria type versus the Hillary Clinton because it's like any guy is like who's more sexy who's more attractive I mean obviously everybody's going to say Eva Longoria she always fucking looks good she's a fucking amazing woman she's involved politically and even though she's like the I don't agree with her political views but she's a fucking amazing woman he says when I'm stressed out I reach out and need some company I try to avoid making her my mommy but it feels awkward to not reach out and in some cases I was frustrated to not see her which did not help my case. So in other words, once again, he's realizing he reaches out, he needs to talk because he's a therapist. He's just comfortable with these things. And what I've told him is that these – when you feel this way, you need to reach out to your guy friends. Go have a beer with them or whatever. Go hang out with them and shoot the shit and talk about your fears and your weaknesses because – Women are happy to listen to you but talk about your weaknesses every once in a while. But if you're wanting to come home a couple times a week and it's like she's not going to like it because when you're not in your center, when you're unsure of your, herself, it makes her move into her masculine to make up for it and it's not her natural essence and she's going to resent it. He says, I can definitely see she needs to come to me at her own speed. She must feel free with me to come and go as she pleases. Whenever I manage to do this, she, she responds with a lot of love and kindness. But at the end of the day, she needs less time together to feel bonded to someone like me. Well, again, I, like I, was, I touched on earlier in the video, he's still doing 20% of the pursuing six months later and it's really not necessary. It's actually at this point counterproductive. Now, I'm not telling him to stop 100% of his calling, texting, and pursuing this point. It's slowly back it off over the next several weeks and get till it gets to the point where she's, you know, she's doing 100% of it. But obviously, if she ever says, "Hey, how come you never call me anymore?" or "Hey, you know, it'd be really nice, you know, you can reach out to me every once in a while." If she says something like that, then yeah, maybe once a week you surprise her, you send her a WhatsApp or a Snapchat or a Facebook message or an email. Or you send her a text or you call her, hey, just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. Love you. Hope you have a great day. Really, just if a woman's asking for it, once a week is enough. And the rest of the time, she can be wondering about you and reaching out to you. Because like I said, all the stuff that I teach, you can see for yourself. It's counterproductive. The more you pursue, the less a woman seems to be interested. The less she seems to want to spend time with you. But the more you tend to back off and give her her space, the more she wants to see you and talk to you. It's like I didn't make women this way. This is just the way they are. He says, so in some weeks, especially on the weekends when I have my children, we only meet twice and in rare cases only once and we meet on the other weekends. 
Inside the week, she needs to feel the freedom to not plan everything and make spontaneous dates. Once I let her do this, notice he says, once I give her space, she starts reaching out to me and asks me out. But sometimes outwaiting her takes some patience. He's still struggling with it. Even six months in, this is a paradigm shift for him. He was incredibly needy and neurotic in the beginning when I started coaching him. And it was really difficult for him to get his emotions under control. But here he is six months in. And since he has six months of all this history and all of these examples, when he over pursues, she backs off. When he under pursues, she pursues more. And so it's like that's what builds your confidence. That's how you leave this old version of yourself behind permanently eventually. It's because as time goes on, you gotta consider, I think he's in his 50s. He's, you know, he's somewhere around my age at this point. And so he's got four or five decades of living this way up until he found out about my work a year ago. And so at the place that, where he's at now, I mean – He's basically got a year of acting this way whereas before he had four or five decades of acting needy, neurotic, over-pursuing, always putting his needs last, being too compliant, those kinds of things that basically caused him to be treated like a doormat. So in essence, it works and I have the feeling that all this is really her style and it has nothing or not much to do with her feelings, at least I hope so. Well, like I said – what I was mentioning is you still are pursuing her too much at you know at this particular point. But you know, like I said, you back off over the next several weeks and then let her start pursuing more, you'll actually end up spending more time with her. And she'll just make it a point to make arrangements so she can spend the night at your place during the week. Maybe she can do some work from your place. I mean, she'll figure it out. She'll engineer a solution to enable the two of you to spend more time together. It's so counterintuitive that if you give her more space, she'll actually want to spend more time with you. But if you try to get her to spend more time with you, she'll actually want to spend less time with you. It's all about that strength, that masculine – think about it, being the mountain. And women are kind of like Mother Nature. The wind kind of blows around the mountain, over the mountain. It never goes through the mountain. And you never see the mountain chasing the wind. Or it's like the uh, – I saw an analogy the other day in a quote that I was reading. You don't see the sunflower chasing the honeybee. The honeybee goes to the sunflower. So think of yourself – if you're a man, think of yourself like that. And then women are like the little bees flying around. She says she can only be with me as I understand her so well. It seems I am really the first guy in decades or even ever that keeps her emotions alive because she's a very strong, successful woman. Plus, she's obviously very comfortable in her masculine energy. And when she encounters most most guys, it's like as soon as she senses beta male tendencies, boom, she was always out of there. He says, all of her friends are so curious about me and make fun of her saying, you really needed a couples therapist as a boyfriend. He says, I really love her and I like being with her. Where I need your opinion is I mostly think she is really an awesome match for me. We share so much. We have similar goals, hobbies and so on. That's where the like attracts like comes in. He says, I like her family and her friends. I adore her physically and I love talking with her. I feel so good to be in her presence. She won't put up with my weaknesses or insecurities and she does not like giving me reassurance. So I think she is a great coach for me to make my own life awesome and not rely 
on her too much emotionally but on myself to continue living my own life. That was powerful. So in that you know, she's great for him in that respect because she won't put up with any bullshit or any weakness cuz she doesn't have to. She got guys all the time that are after, her, but you know, this is the first long-term relationship she's been in in I think over a decade or more. And so that's a huge compliment to him that he's been able to win her over because all our friends are like, this is the first relationship you've had since forever. What has this guy got? Well, he's a 3% man, of course. And he's a couple therapists on top of that. So this guy really has a leg up on most dudes. He says, on the other hand, I sometimes wonder if a woman that pursued me more would like to stay more often in my place, needed less time on her own, and gave me more reassurance would give me more peace of mind and would not trigger my weaknesses as much, such as my old fears that I'm not good enough, I'll get dumped, and so on. Like I said, well, this is what this last paragraph, what you're looking for, this is where I was talking about. You got to back off more. She really should be doing 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. And at the end of the day, the reassurance that you need, that's approval seeking behavior. You're a fucking man, dude. You're a rock. You're the mountain. You're you're the sunflower. The sunflower does not chase the honeybee. I mean, think how ridiculous that would look. You ever see a, a sunflower? It's like a Venus flytrap trying to grab the honeybee. It's a bad way to go. Just hang back and let her come to you. This is more aligned with your natural masculine essence, anyways. So it's through time and repetition, hanging back, and at the end of the day, don't make your girlfriend your therapist or your mommy. These are tendencies that he's been continuously working to overcome. He's doing a fucking outstanding job. I'm really proud of him. He's he's the I love coaching guys like this because he's you know especially when we do phone session, sessions, he's a great listener. He always waits for me to finish what I'm saying and then he starts in with his questions or whatever and it's just and he's very coachable. I love coaching people who are coachable that are basically just Dude, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it's just – it's so easy to coach people that are that are like this because they take things on board and then they apply it and they get the results. And he set himself up in this, in this relationship with the kind of woman that's perfect. And he gets negative feedback when he acts weak and he gets positive feedback when he acts strong. So i.e. do more and that's part of the way I set my book up and my videos because people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. And oftentimes, especially like when I lower the boom on people, I want them to associate a lot of negative emotions with that particular behavior and positive emotions with the behavior that I want them to move towards because people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. And so when I lower the boom on people, I'm not doing it to be a fucking asshole. I'm doing it as a, a, a coach. Any of you that have ever played football or any kind of sports, the coach will come around and go, you're being a fucking pussy. Be a man and fucking hit the damn dummy. Hit the sled. Drive, 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 drive. Come on, you fucking pussy. When your balls finally drop, you know, they say shit like that. That's what a good coach does because masculine energy grows through challenge. Feminine energy tends to grow through praise. So you'll notice that like when I'm doing emails for women – a lot of times I'll tend to focus more on praising her and getting her to do those things. Everything I say and everything I do is for a reason and that's why I get the great results that I get. That's why I'm always sharing these success stories with you. People are posting it in their comments. People are posting it in the positive reviews on Amazon.com because quite simply what I teach works. 
So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 